This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we study the scriptures together, where we grow, where we learn. And we'll try to become the best versions uh, of ourselves for the Lord and try to challenge our faith. Uh, Today, what we want to discuss is all things working out for good. You know, again, uh, that's a verse found in Romans chapter 8, verses 28, and we'll look at that more today. When we think about all things work out for good, we think about the ups and downs that happen in our lives. We think about the high moments. Uh, we think about the disappointments. Uh, we think about the failures. Uh, we think about the, the what ifs, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas all the time. But those that love the Lord, all things work out for good. And we'll look at that today and we'll, we'll get um, more into that. But for example, let's talk about, let's talk about Joseph. Think about his life. And I know I talk about him a lot, but his life just, it parallels so much with so many principles in the scripture. But you think about his life and you think about all the evil uh, that was done on his behalf. And really, when you think about it, what evil from the time that he was thrown into into the pit that his brothers threw him in, at that time, what evil had Job or not Job, Joseph, what evil had he ever done? The scripture doesn't indicate any at that point. But think about just from that time, after being thrown in the pit, from that time, all you know for most of your life, for probably for the next 10 years, is just pain and suffering. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, things may be going well for a little while, and then turmoil for years. Things may get better for a little while. You may have little glimmers and signs of hope, but then just turmoil again. If if you were in Joseph's shoes, and if I was in Joseph's shoes, how would we feel? Would we feel like, man, does the Lord really, does the Lord really care? You know, does the Lord understand what's going on? Does the Lord see what's going on? Uh, does the Lord care about what's going on? You know, and you pray and you pray and you pray and you feel like your prayers are answered. You feel like uh Things that you're praying for will never come to pass. You feel like where you are right now is where you're always going to be, right? We have those we have those types of feelings and we have those type of emotions, right? But when we talk about this, I want to look at just this text first, and then we'll, we'll go back and we'll kind of jump back and forth um, with Joseph, like we just talked about. But again, let's let's open our Bibles again. We let the Bible answer our questions and answer our concerns uh, about the things that we face and that we deal with all the time. Uh, But let's go to Romans uh, chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and I want to start in verse uh, number 24. And if you have your Bibles, let's start there. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Stop right there for a second. Hope that's not seen is not hope. So we have a hope of heaven, but can we see heaven? No, but we 
as Christians, we can hope for that because we the Bible says it and we know that it's there. Think about all the wishes, um, maybe spiritual wishes, maybe personal wishes that you want right now. Maybe you can't see them. Maybe you can't see it in your future at all. But this is where this comes in. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? So if you can see it, why do you hope for it? So if you have dreams one day uh, of getting married, if you have dreams one day of, of being a preacher, if you have dreams one day of whatever, but you can't see it right now, the Bible says, well, what hope is it if you can see it? So the good thing is, the things that you can't see, hope for those things. Well, how, how can I do that? Let's keep reading. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? So with things that we don't see, the things that we worry about, the things that we have anxiety about, the things that we lose sleep about, the things that we sometimes we can't even get over, right? We with patience wait for it. Why? Because we have hope. Let's keep reading. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's one of the most amazing blessings um, as a Christian that I feel sometimes that we really don't use, and quite frankly, at times that we really don't believe in. You know, we say things like, well, I'm praying for you. We say things like, well, we'll pray for him. Like that's the last resort. Like that's just the Christian signature thing to say so you can get out of the conversation. Prayer is such an amazing tool to use that we don't use that we wonder why so many things are messed up in this world. So many things are messed up in the world and some things are messed up in the church. Well, why do we think that's happening? Maybe because we're not praying about it. And maybe we are praying about it, but maybe we don't believe what we're praying. You know, sometimes it's easy to get into this mode where you pray for something and you pray for it over and over and over again. But you prayed for it so much that you really don't believe what you're saying anymore because it's just repetitive. But that's where faith comes in. See, prayer is, is so amazing and it's so special. And to see it later on, the things that you prayed for, to see God moving his hand, to see his providential hand moving while you were praying in those tough times, it's it's one of the most amazing things that, that the Christian can go through. But here specifically, sometimes, like the Bible says, sometimes we don't know what to pray about. Sometimes we don't even know how to express it. Have you ever had a problem? You ever had a situation? You ever had something something you really wanted to pray for? Somebody maybe you really wanted to pray for? But you you didn't know what to say, like you knew what to say, but you didn't know what to say. And you prayed about it and you tried to pray, but it didn't it didn't really work out. It didn't really come out the way you wanted it to. And you tried to to give every detail, but you just can't get the words out. Your mind in that moment just couldn't comprehend what to pray for. In those times as a Christian, prayer, we have someone to help us. God loves us so much that he he has help for us even when we pray. And that's what the Spirit does. The Spirit gives intercession 
or the Spirit helps our infirmities. For sometimes we know not for what to pray for, but again, the Spirit gives intercession for us with the groanings which can't be uttered. And he, Christ, that searches the hearts and knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. It's one of the most amazing things. And here's, I want to paint this picture here. Here's you as a human. And here's me as a human. And we have a problem. We have a problem that we want to bring to God. That we talk to him about all the time. But we feel like no one else understands. So we bring it to God. Right? And so, here's us. And here's the prayer. Then we have... Christ, the intercessor, or, you know, the Spirit intercesses on our behalf. But Christ was God on earth, wasn't he? Yes. So Christ, as a man and as God, he can understand God's position as all-powerful, all-knowing, but he understands our position as lowly and feeble and human and going through so many things in this life. And so imagine you have an intercessor in the spirit. And you have Christ that know what it's like to be you exactly. He knows what it's like to feel hurt. He knows what it's like to feel betrayed. He knows what it's like to feel ultimate body pain. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one. He knows what it's like to feel immense joy. He knows what it's like to feel totally alone where you feel like no one else is there. Any type of emotion that any human has ever felt or that ever will feel, Christ has already felt it. At the max, though, which is amazing. Christ felt loneliness at the max. Christ felt betrayal at the max. Christ felt love at the max. So he knows what it's like at the max level. To feel every single emotion that you and I have ever felt. And to have those times where we can pray to God and say, Lord, I don't even know what to say. We have someone who comes to God on our behalf and says, look, I know what Jordan's going through. I know what, put your name there too, is going through. God, he's feeling this way because I felt this way when this happened to me. I knew how this felt when this happened to me. Christ is the ultimate in between. He's the ultimate mediator for us. And it's one of the most amazing things. All this whole process happens through prayer. So here's the question for us as Christians. Number one, why don't we use that? Why don't we, we have the ultimate advantage and we don't use it. And then number two, we use it, but we don't believe what we say. Prayer, I was taught prayer has to have some feet. You got to put some faith behind your prayers. You can't just you can't just say it and just think that things are just going to automatically happen. When you pray, work towards what you're praying for. Try to be that person that you need to be. Do what you can, and God will do what he can. And then he ends off the verse saying, and we know, we can know this. It doesn't have to be a, well, if, or I wonder. We can know that no matter what, that all things, and here's a question, what's included in all? 
for the Christian? All. All things work together for good that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. All things work out for good. Now, let's go into this. That phrase, all things work out to, for good. Does that mean as a Christian, you'll never go through pain? Does that mean as a Christian, you'll never go through betrayal? You'll never go through loneliness? You'll never go through heartbreak? That's false. That's false. Think again, that example we thought about earlier. Think about Joseph. Think about all the pain and the heartbreak and the loneliness that he felt. First of all, my brothers don't even like me. So I'm thrown in a pit and they, they sell me into slavery. Then I'm there with Potiphar. Then his wife accuses me of being with her. Then I'm thrown in prison for two years of my life, thrown in prison for doing nothing. Then I help. You know, we have the butler and the baker. I help one of them. Then I tell him, don't forget me. Then he forgets me. Then all, all this stuff happens to Joseph. But do you ever hear... Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't imply this or anything, but do you ever see Joseph at all losing faith? I think this man was, this young man was so confident in his God that the worst thing in this world could happen to him. But things would always work out because he still served God. And Job was the ultimate example of it. Job lost everything. Lost his wife, lost his children, lost his fame, lost his money. He lost everything. But I'll, let's look at this real quick because I don't, I don't want to just quote it. I want you to read it for yourself. Let's go to Job, um, to the book of Job. And I want to go to, I want to go to verse, uh, verse, uh, let's start in verse 20. There's, there's a couple of verses I want to go to in here, um, but let, let's start with this one. Job chapter 1 and verse 20. Then Job arose, and he rent his mantle, and he shaved his head. This is after everything happened, right? He shaved his head, and he fell down to the ground, and he worshiped. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord or excuse me, and the Lord hath taken away, or the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all of this, stop right there, in everything that Job just lost, in everything that he's ever known, in all of this, Job sinned not, which is a feat in itself, by sinning not. Let's stop right there. If you were in Job's situation, how many of us at a time may have quit on God? Lord, you just took everything. You just took everything I loved and cared for. I, I don't know if I can do this. How many of us would have sinned? But it, it's, a, it's amazing that in all of this, the first thing, Job didn't sin against God at all. Then number two, he didn't charge God foolishly. Man, that's, that's, such, if, that's such an amazing attitude to have. But it shows that that's attainable. But these men, they knew that no matter what, they knew that God was always going to protect them. And they lived out this verse. They knew that God would work things out for their good. Now let's, let's talk about you and I for a moment. 
Let's talk about uh, what you and I may be going through. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the things uh, going on in your life. I don't know. But no matter what has gone through in your life, whether bad things happen simultaneously, whether things happen that you don't understand, are you going to sit there and are you going to play the victim? Are you going to be, well, woe is me? Are you always going to be, here's one thing that, that sin does, and here's one thing that um, not having faith does. It, it finds someone, it finds something, or it finds a circumstance to blame. Well, if I wasn't in this circumstance, I wouldn't have done this. Or if, if this person didn't do this, I wouldn't have done this. It always gives you an out. It always gives you an out to, to blame somebody for your lack of knowledge. We have to get to the point, I'm talking to myself too, we got to get to the point where we got to stop blaming other people. We got to stop blaming circumstances. We got to stop blaming other people other than ourselves. We got to change. Yeah, you may not be able to change your circumstance. You may not be able to change what people think about you or, or whatever this, the case is. But one thing you can change is you. You can change your faith in God. You can change how you walk with God. You can change that. That's no one else's responsibility but you. You see, so many times as Christians, we play the victim. Woe is me. Woe is me. This has happened. This is going on. They think this about me. They're doing this. They're doing this. We blame everybody else. But what could you have done better? How could you have been better? What are you doing to get better? Or are you still blaming people? You see, we have to get to the point to where, number one, we mature as Christians. And number two, we have hope in God that even if the circumstance around us is terrible, we have to have hope in God that he'll continue to work things out for good. That whole time, think about this. What if Joseph would have gotten out earlier in jail? Now, I believe the providence of God would have always taken care of Joseph, but it may have altered God's timetable. Maybe Joseph needed that time in jail for whatever reason God thought necessary. Maybe God, maybe Joseph, or maybe God thought Joseph needed that time to feel betrayed. Maybe Joseph needed that time of loneliness. Maybe Joseph needed that time to be forgotten. I don't know why. I can't give you the answer, but God can. God knows. God worked it out for good, didn't he? So maybe whatever situation you find yourself in now, maybe you need this time for some reason. And here's the thing about faith. Again, we talk about hope. Can't see it now. But maybe years down the line, I needed that time. I'm glad this didn't work the way that it did. I'm glad it worked out this way better. We just have to trust God in, in his hand that things will be all right. So all things, including the things that happen in your life, you got to trust that it all works out for good. And it will to the Christian. And the great thing about it is, while you're going through the times where you don't understand things going on, where you're going through the times where things seem kind of scary, where you're going through the times where you may feel worried or you may have some anxiety about things. When you're going through those type of deals, 
then while you're in the midst of the storm, while you're in the midst of all that, that's where the other verses in Romans come in, where you pray and pray and pray and have faith. That's where that comes in. And that alone can give you the strength to get through. So the scripture becomes real when we talk about all things, all things work out good to those that love the Lord. So I enjoyed studying that with you today. Um, again, just let's keep growing. Let's keep uh, getting our faith to where God wants it to be. You know, this is all a process. Again, I haven't got everything figured out. I'm still working, but I'm working and I'm progressing towards what Christ wants me to be. And I hope you're doing the same, the same thing. And so I enjoyed studying that with you today. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Again, subscribe on YouTube when the scriptures become real. Just press that little subscribe button down there. Um, subscribe on the iTunes podcast. You can get it downloaded uh, to your iTunes as well. You can look it up on LinkedIn if you're there on the professional site. Uh, just look at my name, uh, Jordan Pugh. Then you'll find all of it listed there plus some articles. You could also find uh, when the scriptures become real on, on Twitter as well. Continue to subscribe on YouTube, like, share. Um, let's all study and let's all learn together. We're all trying to, to get there together. So pretty soon, Lord willing, um, I'm going to have my dad on uh, a few uh, episodes, probably on Thursdays. I haven't got the schedule down just yet. we got to get our schedules together. We're both really busy, but we'll get our schedules together. But not only dad, I, I, I would like to have, and pretty soon I have in the works of some guys and some friends of mine that also uh, be on the podcast too. So so look out for that. Uh, continue to like and share. And thank you all so much.